0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
3: of a detour. Y'all know what time it is. It's back-to-school time, and anyone can be ready for it. But with Staples Connect, you can be more than ready. Like I got everything from my child's classroom and saved a ton ready. They've got more backpacks, highlighters, more sticky notes, more pins, more trapper keepers, more supplies than you ever thought possible. So go ahead and and strap up them Velcros and gas up that Kia Soul and get your list ready. Staples has everything you need and more for the new school year. Let's do this. Just visit your nearest Staples store or go to staplesconnect.com for inspiration.
0: God knows that you're a sexy thing, thing. it's taking everything in me,
1: and
0: I can't kiss you over under, feel and I and feel my thunder, how the hell could I not want you, girl it don't have to be a thing, thing, I'll wait for you, you'll wait for me, baby. Cause true love's insisting we don't have to rush at all, baby. These are the times we all wish for. The moment will last me so much. It means so much more. Don't have to do a thing at all. We We can take a time. Uh, things need to uh, be uh, No pressure uh, from you And Just let the mood Set the moment off We can make love on Said way. I don't Make promises <laughs> That I know That I can't keep Oh yeah Said Ooh, I yeah. get Around you girl It makes it hard all right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, you bring me ass, cause God knows <laughs> I'm proud to be your
4: baby. Eh. Let me tell you something. Cisco <laughs> is a vocal. Let me vocal.
3: tell you something.
4: Okay. Every time I bring I Drew Hill in what? here,
3: we must bring
4: out the fact. What? I tell you what, you're not finna sing Cisco under you're the not. table. Okay. He's gonna give you Cisco sing like all his toes is scrunched up in his because shoes. Because he's under the he table. Means that but thing. <laughs> Okay, we will never, we will always respect and revere. We will never not respect no, no.
3: Drew Hill. I've also heard very interesting things about Cisco's uh uh, sleeping in my bed, uh, uh, skill set, which was something that I never thought I would hear. Skill set. Oh yes, Wait honey. Oh yes, ma'am. I was quite surprised. Not intrigued, but surprised. And Ooh. apparently, uh, your boy <laughs> has a skill set that's
4: out of this world. Get. Out! <laughs> I am taking a what? Back? Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay then. Woo. You know what I realized? We've
3: not like, we keep forgetting to praise the Lord niggas recently and intro you all because we just- (sighs) I'll never forget to to, to praise them. Oh, you right.
4: Praise the Lord niggas.
3: I did it for you this week. You did? I did. Last week I did. Yes, I did.
4: Go ahead, Jay. I also
3: properly did the intro um, as to what we're dealing with with adulting.
4: I'm sure you did. I don't know what words you used, but I'm sure that they were some of some words. I feel like they were very similar to yours. So Okay. Go ahead. Well, let's
3: give it a go. <laughs> go ahead.
4: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Okay, so we wanna we wanna welcome y'all to the to the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, where we discuss the ghettos of adulthood, the worst hood we've Ever endeavored to live in. Yes, you know we sit down and chop it up about the t- the test, the turn, no, the test, the trials, <laughs> the twist, go. the turns, <laughs> the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord. 2020 went to y'all
3: heard Dr. Kia say the turds of being an adult.
4: <laughs> you heard I said turds. because listen, there are some turds of being an adult. Oh, yes, maybe we can add that <laughs> in to twist the turns. The turds, the turds, the tur- <laughs> a mess. Okay, how are you, sis? What's going on?
3: Uh, I'm good. I'm you know, I-, I wasn't feeling amazing this weekend. No, I did not have her. Um, I just, my body needed some much needed rest and was just screaming at me. So, you know, outside of that, I'm good. And um, I'm really excited for our kitchen table. I'm really excited for you all to get to this kitchen table because our guest mm. is Phenom. Mm. Uh, Phenom. So we're going to have a blast. But I'm I'm Gucci. I'll talk more about me later on in the
4: show. Okay. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I am good. I'm safe. I have what I need. Amen. Um, and you know, it's, it's, we are staring down the barrel of September Our... we're coming in on the very last quarter of, of this year, which is crazy to say, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just new years. Um, <sighs> but the summer is one and done. Yeah. It's finished. It's, it's Virgo. It is season. finito. <laughs> it is Virgo season. It is. And we about to wrap this thing up. Um, but yeah, we, we're doing good. I too. am very excited. We have a very uh, compelling and dynamic Mm. uh, kitchen table ready for you. So we're going to get to that in a few short moments. Yes. Uh, Right now, since I think we should go ahead and get into the trash so that we can, you know, move on. Absolutely. I definitely have some. Let's go.
3: Oh, wow. So much trash to get into. Um, So first and foremost, uh, we want to send all, 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 all of our love um, to those who have been affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, For real. It is, it was a catastrophic Category 4 hurricane um, that ravaged uh, parts of Louisiana, parts of New Orleans, uh, Laplace, I think. I might be saying that wrong. Louisiana. Um, and you know it's affected many 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 people uh there have been i believe a couple of lives lost the last that i checked um mm-hmm. and you know my sister my sister is affected i was talking to kia about that she is um about 2 weeks out from her due date uh mm-hmm. she's feeling everything and had to evacuate the city like many many other residents um we know there's many residents who were not able to evacuate the city. And uh, I saw a lot of people where they were looking for help. Uh, they were stuck in their attics. Grandmothers were without oxygen. It was just really, really sad. So we want to send all of our love and healing prayers and everything to those who have been affected by Hurricane Ida. For um, sure. Down in Louisiana. We know they've dealt with enough. Um right. So... And I wanted to share, actually, a story with you all from a writer, uh, Lydia. Shout out to Lydia, my boo, um, mm-hmm. from New Orleans. And she brought out a very, very interesting point that I would love a lot of people to take note of. Um, I was definitely around for Katrina, definitely around for post-Katrina. Uh, very present for it. Tons of family members that, you know were around at the time and were deeply, deeply affected, lost their homes. You got, Mm -hmm. it was water lines up to the ceiling. My father did a lot of um, flooring and clearing out work and so forth uh, right after Katrina. So I saw the effects of it. I know exactly what went down. And so she brought out a beautiful point, (coughs) which is the entire city is out of power and likely will be for some time, potentially months. A tower collapsed Mm -hmm. in the river. And it's September at the bottom of the map. Okay, it's going to be hot as hell. People have to get out and can't come back to stay. Please give straight to individuals right now and not nonprofits, especially if those nonprofits do not already have emergency granting infrastructure. It is not the time to be funding organization capacity expansion experiments. Get money into people's hands, not operating budgets. And so she's been sharing some um, digital digital forms of, of people's pay to help them families that have been directly um, affected uh, who have tried to evacuate need to evacuate so forth and so on. And so I would like to provide some of those resources as well. Um, if you know, those within the city who know those that need help, I think that is the best way um, to try to assist at this moment. And also she also brought out another really good point about a lot of transplants to new Orleans, Uh, and them speaking on their experience um, and likening it to that of Katrina. Uh, When gentrification is real, you all moved to the city and benefited off of the backs of people who have not been able to return to their homes, who have not been able to return back to their life because they've either been priced out or what have you, as we see in so many cities. But you all have benefited from this and now get to thrive within the culture, um, and you need to respect that and also understand you don't have the same experience as somebody who was living in Katrina. You don't know what Katrina was like. So it's best that it doesn't negate the fact that everybody's dealing with their own um, troubles at this time, whatever that may be. You're po- without power, without resources, so forth and so on. But I know friends who lost everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Nausea, all his clothes smelled like mildew, had to throw them all away. I told you I had family members who's had who had water lines that were literally just shy of their ceilings. Mm-hmm. So we want to be mindful when we even in, in, in honoring our own experiences, that we are being truthful and acknowledging those who really sat in some shit before us, because it's not the same. So Absolutely. um, I just wanted to note that. Uh and we shall move along. Um, So also in really sad news, um, NeNe Leakes' husband, Greg, is on the decline uh, very rapidly due to his cancer.
4: Makes me really sad.
3: Um, We've seen Greg for many, many seasons. And so whether you are a fan of NeNe Leakes or not, uh, it is sad to watch anybody lose a loved one. Um, She got a lot of criticism recently for being out. And about uh, for an event or for an appearance, uh, while he's on the decline at home, I am. I think Nini is a mean moose. However, I <laughs> I do. Um, I also understand that it is really unnecessary to pass your expectations off onto people and what you think they should be doing when you've not sat in a situation like that.
4: Um, right, I know that she just recently opened the lounge, a club, mm-hmm. and now she's been she's been going there, um, not to party, but as a business owner, mm-hmm. sort of overseeing her investment and trying to keep some money coming into their house. We don't know their situation, what their income is like. We know medical bills are what they are, Ooh. and so I just feel like we all should be sensitive to to what um, Nene is going through. You know, regardless of our personal opinions about her character as portrayed mm-hmm. on television um you know these are the real life real <laughs> human circumstances that we all have to navigate as people individuals um individuals with family and loved ones and and so you know our prayers are with Nini and Nini's entire family mm-hmm. we are lifting up everyone connected to greg leaks Absolutely. at this time um and i mean you know and that's just period full mm-hmm. stop like you know that doesn't any any other thing aside who any other beef or shade or whatever mm-hmm. all that's aside like that stuff goes out of the out of the window when yeah. we start talking about these real life matters so much prayer that's why Nini. i didn't like
3: that i said you know until you... I've not sat with, with with a partner as they are dealing with uh, um, a grave health, you know, health... uh right. s- Not even scare. You know what I'm trying to say. But I've not even dealt with that. And so I can't imagine what it's like to sit down and hold somebody's hand day after day and you've spent this this amount of time with them and you all share a child and all of these different things and you are watching their health decline from day to day. Do you think maybe the lady might need to leave the house from time to time or like you said she's got they've got a child together she's got another child yes he's grown but she's got another one she's got grandchildren do you think that she does not have to think about ways in which to continue to sustain their family um you know and, and whatever you, that means to you well she's rich already that's not your business we say all that to say she still has things that she has to do. There's things that sh- there are ways that she has to cope. And it's not our place to say what somebody should or should not be doing when they're living in a situation of gr- of of, of uh, grief that we may not know the extent of.
4: Unthinkable. Grief yeah. Was,
3: right. So like you said, um, all anything aside, we do send love and send prayers because that's not an easy thing to cope and to deal with. And to Greg. As he, you know, and hope f- for him to have as much physical peace as he possibly can um, during this time, for sure. Um, and some good news: we have a new Annie for NBC's upcoming oh, yes. live-action production. Twelve. When is that happening? Uh, let me see. Twelve-year-old Selena Excuse Smith, me? by the way that's her yes. name oh the live musical event will air thursday december 2nd at 8 p.m eastern standard oh. time on nbc so My calendar is set. but wait a I'm minute booked. sis wait a minute i'm let me tell you but, okay nicole uh swashamaker uh she's part of Swept it ale. Yeah. what is she doing she part of it she's she part of okay it. but okay
4: so is titus Really? Yes, Burgess. Well, what role is Titus playing? Do we know? Rooster. Mmm. I he's
1: see that Rooster. for him.
3: Yes, he's playing Rooster, which I he is going to fucking kill it. Do you hear me? Like yes. he's going to kill it, and I am very excited for it. And I love that this is our second black Annie.
4: So Raji is playing Mrs. Anigan. Is she? I did hear
3: that. I actually think I that is gonna that. be a, a a good job. I do. I think that's going to be a good job. So
4: I did hear that, and um, I'm trying to think the, I'm trying to think now what role Nicole Jarel could play, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. Oh, she's playing. Who's she playing? Hold on, I just saw it. Is she playing Rusa's girlfriend, or is she gonna play um, um, Daddy Warbucks secretary? Hold on, where's she? At? I don't where know she, what, her what her name is name again. Um, Hold oh, on, child, I just
3: saw it. Cause I do wonder when Nicole she go is gonna. Oh, she's playing Grace. Uh, yeah she's playing grace harry connick jr is gonna be daddy
4: warbucks i see that for him but i don't know grace is an integral role yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you know i don't i don't really have it for um nicole sheetrock i i i don't have it
3: either I don't, I don't have.
4: And that. I watched, you know, I watched The Masked Singer, and it really, it just, you know, she be on there like she is the premier vocalist. Okay, girl, I know two
3: Pussycat Doll songs.
4: I'm gonna try to give her,
3: <laughs> I'm really gonna try to, I
4: really hope that she rises to the occasion I here. hope so
3: as well. I don't pray for her demise. I don't dislike her. I just don't. I want this her. to be,
4: I want this to, to I want this to... I want this to do well, so I'm going to have. I'm, we're praying for her success. I want it to do
3: well I'm, for I'm ex- Selena and Titus's sake alone.
4: Yes, and I'm, I'm excited about Harry Connick Jr. I love me at Harry Connick Jr. I do. Look, um, be a lady. Oh
1: yes, tonight. he's going to sing, and it's going to bless <laughs> my
4: toes. Okay, my toes are going to be tapping. Right. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, December second,
1: <laughs> December second, eight
4: o'clock uh, Eastern time, seven o'clock
3: Central, whatever that is Pacific. Tune mm-hmm. it and. Why don't we ever throw Mountain in there?
4: (laughs) Anyway. We just forget about them. They really, we we?
3: really don't be throwing
4: Mountain in there. (laughs) And we don't even really, we don't really acknowledge the Pacific time neither. I know Denver be like, fuck (laughs) you. Denver would be like, okay, whatever.
3: (laughs) We know what time it is. I just thought about that. I was like, they really don't ever give Mountain any like she's Jen.
4: She's Jan Brady. She's Jen. She's She's Meg. She's Vanessa.
3: Like that's what that's what mountain time is. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Nikolai Minaj, mm. um, is facing some very serious allegations of harassing, and intimidating, um, the sexual assault victim of her husband, oh, Kenneth Petty. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm, and they're being sued by the sexual assault victim for harassment and intimidation
4: that can't be good
3: no it can't be good it's not a good case at all um Mm -hmm. and honestly you know you people just might really want to think very long and hard about the hills they are dying on especially as it pertains to uh situations as 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 dire as this girl like is there a nigga worth that because i say not
4: Yeah, I mean, it's really sad because I would hate to see um, Nikki's success Mm. be sullied by something like I hear you,
3: and if she, like, I would hate for somebody, anybody who has worked hard, success to be sullied by association with somebody when they were not, a part of whatever was happening but when you get to advocating and 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 and, uh intimidating other people for the sake of whoever that person is that you're involved with at that point now you sullying yourself true you sullying yourself you sullied your whole shit yourself because you chose to stand on a hill of protecting a sexual predator and so for that you deserve whatever comes to you in my eyes.
4: You're absolutely not wrong. We're <sighs> praying for the victim. Yeah.
3: That's 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 the main thing right there. That's the main one. Um
4: in all parties, really.
3: Guess thinking, yeah. who came back to the United States after being deported uh and not being allowed in for some time? Who? I'll give you one clue. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh. Shine. Shine. Yes, honey. Shine is now um, a diplomat of Belize. Come on. Yep. And he is working on helping out uh his people in his country uh, by I working with the United you. States and working with the, the United Nations. And he is now allowed back in. And you should see your boy. He looks like Listen. he's out here approving passports. And mm-hmm. and you know match your niggas keys to make sure
4: <laughs> you know what we call that they're actually married,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we grow, okay? We call it grow. He's looking mad corporate because you all know Shine went from bad boy, which is like, whew, He d- definitely escaped. Uh, he went from that <laughs> over to um, yes. a- Hasidic Judaism.
4: No, I thought it was it was a black Israelite.
3: I was. I thought he was a no he was Jewish huh sis really yeah he was Jewish he had curls I know but mm. I
4: thought that that was mm, oh no okay. that, well, well, I
3: don't I'm know. not even no don't get me going on no Um. <laughs> oh, please don't we don't know because them Electric. niggas have screamed and called me a Jezebel yes. on many of occasions <laughs> And I've got nothing nice to say, um, <laughs> but so that's what's going on with Shine. I'm just glad to see. I'm I love to see people come. I'm, I think he's still cool with Puffy, and they're like, Puffy might be I don't know assisting in something or something or other. But I'm just happy to see somebody escape from the throes of bad boy.
4: <laughs> the evil I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the growth that lurks I with him.
3: What else we got on here? I think that's enough. Actually, I'm done. Let's
4: go to the movie. Let's, Let's go, go to the show. Oh. Sorry. Oh well, we came in the song at different right. parts. You're right. It's fine. It's okay.
3: <laughs> Let's go to shout out. My sisters popping right now. All right. All right. So our shout out is a little different this week. Um, we got an email from a listener, uh and I, I just I'm gonna read the the email. Hi, Dr. Key and Chef Jade. I hope you are keeping safe and healthy during this pandemic. I know you usually don't shout out for GoFundMe pages. However, this one is very urgent in the special case. An old friend of mine, Patrick George, recently lost her fiancé to a shooting in D.C. She has had a tremendous amount of loss in her life after her firstborn son was murdered at 20 months. After losing her firstborn son, she was blessed to meet her fiancé, Kevin Sanchez, and an elementary school teacher who helped her cope with the loss and find true happiness. Uh, excuse me, Curvin. Curvin was very active in the D.C. community, frequently helping to raise money for school supplies for less fortunate students and promoting a safe community to help end gun violence and the youth in D.C., kervin was very passionate about ending gun violence in the city which was evident during his death when witnesses said he pushed several people out of the way from the gunfire as well as using himself as a shield to protect the women and children nearby patrice was blessed to have two sets of twins with kervin ages eight and eight months and was able to purchase a beautiful home with her then fiance for their children Kervin was the main provider for their family, and since he was murdered, Patrice has been left to raise four babies and pay for a mortgage by herself. Her main goal right now is to pay off the mortgage so she and her babies can have a place to stay during this hard time. I've donated as much as I can, but if you could please ask some of your listeners to donate, she would be very grateful. Anything will help. I've posted some newspaper articles of her story below. All of that will be in the description box, um, as well as the information. Stephanie, thank you so much for writing in and informing us as to um, the passing of Curvin. Uh, we send so much love to his family, to his children, to Patrice, um, and I, I just, I it just broke my heart reading it. And so um, you're absolutely right, Stephanie. We don't usually promote GoFundMe pages just because it gets it can get dicey. We, we don't mm-hmm. always have the resources to be able to check the credibility of um, these pages. So that is not a slight to anybody who's ever sent in a GoFundMe page or will send right. one in the future. But, um, you know, we are led by spirit uh, in whichever way that comes. And so um, Kia and I both wanted to put this information out there um, for a single mother now who has lost her partner the father of her children um and so forth and has suffered so much heartbreak so uh all that information will be in the description box um if you are looking for it and we thank you Stephanie for sharing this with us and we hope um that Patrice is able to find some peace within this uh, such a hard situation
4: absolutely
3: um let's get on to our kitchen table we have a special guest this evening and i think you guys will really enjoy this part two
4: uh to our relationship talk episode yeah let's do it We're all looking for the same things in life, beloveds. Honey, history books that actually report the truth, a new Rihanna album because she's playing in our faces as much as we love her, and skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave your skin with a healthy, non-greasy, youthful glowing finish. I certainly can't help you with the first two, but Neutrogena, a dermatologist recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost Facial Care line. Honey, the line's Hydro Boost Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum are both clinically proven to strengthen the skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours. You'll get intense hydration thanks to both products' hyaluronic acid, which has an ability to bind to water and literally hold it within the skin surface. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream, baby, is gel and a cream in one, is made with glycerin that penetrates the skin nine surface layers deep for longer lasting hydration. And Neutrogena's Night Press Serum will revitalize your skin overnight, letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants, it's a pillow proof formula that won't ruin your good sheets and blanket honey because it melts into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and the Night Press Serum are oil-free, dye-free, and non-commodogenic. So, you know, around here on Getting Grown, we don't play with ash, honey. We keep ourselves moisturized on the inside and the outside because our blacks will absolutely crack if it's dry. What I love about the Neutrogena gel cream and the Night Press Serum is that both of them leave my skin so juicy and plump and moist, honey. I'm telling you, I put it on. At night, wake up in the morning is as if I just put it on, and and I mean my skin is so good, like I can literally walk out the door. But I mean, you gotta wipe, wash your face again in the morning. But listen, you know what I'm saying? It's good stuff. You won't be sorry. The Neutrogena Hydro Boost line it can be purchased at every major retailer, and you can start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com/hydroboost. That's N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A.com/hydroboost all right all right all right we are excited we want to welcome everyone to the kitchen table as we have we are honored to have an esteemed guest because listen the last the last couple times we talked about relations here at this kitchen table y'all we just needed to bring in a professional (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
4: Okay, Okay, because we we are all out here navigating these ghettos of adult relationships and we just needed help. So we are honored, honored, honored to have um, Dr. Nicole LaBeach, the host of Owns, put a ring on it, which is just finished uh, its it's second season. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Dr. Nicole, to the kitchen
1: table. I'm excited. I am excited.
3: She showed so up excited. like a ball of sunshine and this I mean, yellow.
4: Always. <laughs> one thing I will say though, one of the best things I love about watching um, Put a Ring on is Dr. Nicole always gives a face. Let me tell and, you something a beat, a, honey. <laughs> a beat and a look. Okay, she comes, she knows the assignment and comes to the table ready and prepared. You're I always. have a great team. I have, let me
2: tell you, they they <laughs> have me, you know, to the point where I'm looking at the television and I say, now I know those are my lips. Yes. How did she <laughs> get the lipstick popping like that? What am I doing wrong? So trust me, it takes
3: a try. No, it's well, you know what? I'm glad that you give them credit because a lot of people be out here lying <laughs> and saying that they dress themselves. And oh, you know, I just threw a little thing on so, I'm sure your team loves and appreciates you for that.
4: They the <laughs> for bomb. sure. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. So, Dr. Nicole, before we get into the goods of the show and all of the things that we're going to discuss, tell us a little bit about who you are. We know you as a, a, a relationship coach with many years of experience. Tell us how you got here.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, yes, I am the relationship coach on um, Put A Ring On It i um, blessed to be in that space to be able to help us all have great conversation about relationships. I, gosh, I've been doing this work for about 25 years now. It does mm-hmm. not seem like it could be that long, but it has been. And just working a lot with executives and leaders who are trying to, to really boss up and get the best results in their Mm -hmm. businesses and in the people that they lead. And also in relationships, helping people that are trying to build life together incrementally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the best way to say how I got here was my mom was a a Caribbean hairstylist. My family Mm -hmm. owned a beauty shop. So from not even knee high, like before then, it was just marinating in this space of people talking about their dreams and talking about their relationships and trying to to elevate and move forward and get some semblance of happy and joy and how they were spending their time at home or at work and and here you have it.
3: I love that you mentioned you were raised by a Caribbean mother. I married <laughs> to a uh, very Trinidadian man.
4: Big up. <laughs> To my brother,
1: Hey, you know.
3: I just, you know, before we even get into the rest of these, um, I'll I'm gonna clean my language up for Dr. Nicole today, <laughs> um, because uh, I'm gonna do that. Um, we'll see, we'll so, see. So, uh, excited. these Negro, before we get to these Negroes <laughs> questions. Uh, my personal question is what say you about a Black American woman married to a uh, a very strange Trinidadian man? <laughs> There's I'm no such thing. Like that.
2: <laughs> There's don't no such thing as a strange Trinidadian man. I quit. You see here she's biased <laughs> y'all. <laughs> see, is there, I, I, I don't even know what what, what is a strange <laughs> Trinidadian man. I've never seen such a thing. A phenomenal amazing yeah. down to earth, working really? it out for his family, mm-hmm. Trinidadian, man. Now nah, I done met a couple of them. Mm-hmm. All of my cousins I mean, right all now that. cash all, of that.
1: all my yes. cousins Period. right now,
2: they need to be cash app.
4: We will same. put it in the description box so yeah.
3: that you guys yeah. can do it. We will. We will. Let's get it on Everybody's screen. handle. Everybody's <laughs> handle. <laughs> Send her her money. Okay, so so uh, you
2: must be so Trinidadian. Well, I have Trinidadian uh, mm-hmm. folks. Okay, and I also have Vincentians from Saint Vincent, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. also Jamaicans from Jamaica. Okay. So as they would say, lots of
3: mix up. Yeah, you <laughs> lo- lots of <laughs> you are the mix whole up. Eastern Parkway on Labor Day, when right? right now. The whole thing. The whole <laughs> thing. I love day. it.
0: Day. A good old yeah.
2: Labor
3: Day parade. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Well, since
4: you didn't answer my question, I'm gonna move right along and let (laughs) Kia continue on. (laughs) No, I just was wondering before so so before you mentioned you mentioned working with executives. Did you what did you study and did you always know that you were going to be headed into this area of of working with people on relationships?
2: I tried very hard not to be a hybrid. I, I am considered a hybrid. So mm-hmm. I am a clinically trained organizational psychologist. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I tried not to be that because I didn't even know what that was. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very interesting that I work in these two worlds of leadership and love. Mm-hmm. And my business partner and I, we do a lot of work in this area because these are really the two most meaningful areas of people's lives. It's great to be a professional success, but if you are a personal failure, good good luck with that as far as longevity is concerned and sustainability. And if you are personally happy, 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 but you know it's at the expense of other people or there's toxicity in it, or you're really not leading purpose the way you believe Mm. is is calling for you. Then that has its own share of challenges. So these two areas, I di- I really didn't know that this is what it would look like, but it is perfectly designed for me.
4: I love that. I love that. As I think, I think you know, I think as women, um, and I speak personally as a a woman who has had some academic and professional success. Right, we've we've been all, all taught and encouraged to sort of pursue that and, and to strengthen that and to cultivate that leadership, that purpose, professional space. But many of us, and I raised my hand, honestly, many of us feel ill-equipped and underprepared in the area of love and um not really having had that same opportunity and honestly feeling like you have to choose which one. Um, I know in my own family I get a lot, you know, people a lot of my family members have said to me that they think they thought that I chose career over family. Like I couldn't have both. Um, and so, you know, when they saw that I was excelling in certain ways, they just assumed that it was a conscious effort not to, to be partnered or not to start a family. And I can't say that that's entirely true, but it's just the way that life has worked out. And I feel like a lot of us are trying to find that balance, that pathway of, of cultivating both, the, the personal and the, the professional side, um, the purpose-driven side. And, and it's awesome to hear you say that.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it, what I think many of us are finding out is that the pathway, like you said, is through tools and community.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um, the more tools you have and the more community you have that's really supporting mm-hmm. what you're trying to build uh, the more likely you are to see that vision fully manifest. For sure. So now, you know, many are are really recognizing this is not a solo journey. Like, you know, uh, in in our culture, you'll hear men and women say, "No man is an island," right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No one is is in this by themselves. So really, being able to be vulnerable enough to express what you want be self-aware enough to really understand the places where you need some support, where you need some healing, where you need some help, and then moving in that space so that you can have the life you want is critical.
3: Critical. Mm. Absolutely. We got a couple of questions from listeners, Dr. Nicole, um, who had very specific questions for you okay uh, relationship questions if you're down to get down with the get down
2: let's do it because you okay. know, ain't got no problem
3: saying oh i don't have an answer for that all okay. right <laughs> and that's how we know that you know what you're talking about because right. when somebody doesn't have a problem admitting that they have no clue i trust them more actually Absolutely. <laughs>
2: but, but let's make it
3: happen okay I'm gonna skip all of the pleasantries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we like to do is give our listeners a pseudonym so as not to be putting people's business out there like that. So, sis, would you like to give our listener a pseudonym?
4: Okay, let's call her Rita Louise Watson. Okay,
3: okay. Rita Louise Watson
4: That's
3: says
4: <laughs> yes, from Sister Act. Okay. From Sister Act too. Black, we pick black women characters in television and movies. That's our thing. I'm with yeah. it. So you're
3: going to choose the next one. So you just start thinking about that as well. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) So favorite character. Rita Louise
3: Watson says uh, to Dr. Nicole, I am recently married. May 1st, we had it COVID style and guest attended via Zoom. I just finished listening to the reprise episode about relationships. And when I tell you I had all the feels... I was just having this conversation with my girlfriend saying, where is all of this newlywed bliss that everyone talks about? I want to strangle this man at least (laughs) once daily. She says she kids, but I don't believe her. (laughs) Um, I guess my question is, what are your recommendations on keeping communication open, particularly when you're recognizing a shift in one or both of you individually and the relationship? Both of us have demanding jobs. I manage a team of 13. Um, he started a new job in October in healthcare. And so the cleaning, the grocery shopping, the cooking, et cetera, have been falling on her more often with him not helping, uh, as much. And she's tried to share her feelings around that, that she can't do it all herself, but it doesn't seem to have gotten anywhere. So she wants to know how to work on that communication in that area as newlyweds specifically.
2: Sure. You know, one of the things that's interesting is, um, You know, boys, especially boys in our community, Mm -hmm. um, they are not cultured and cultivated in this conversation of feelings. Mm -hmm. And what she said was, I've tried to share my feelings. So the interesting question that I have is, does he understand feelings? Does he communicate in feelings? Because often we are all In our feelings and we've got sentences and paragraphs Mm -hmm. and words and pictures and all kinds of things to share Mm -hmm. our feelings. And when you will ask a lot of times men in our community, if they've got one or two words, that's not often enough for us because it's hard for us to recognize that we've been cultured all our lives to speak feelings And they've been cultured most of theirs to not. Mm -hmm. So in some of that conversation, it really is about trying to communicate in the way that the person understands, not marginalizing him in any way, Mm. not speaking in a way that is disrespectful or dishonoring. But really, instead of always speaking in feelings, finding a way to make some of the conversation factual so that he knows where to fit. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I'm doing everything around the house and I'm doing it more and I can't do it all myself, that doesn't tell me the things that are now on your list that weren't on your list before
1: mm-hmm.
2: that are stressing you out. You may have to really be more specific. Can you do the dishes on Monday, Wednesday and Friday? Can you pick up the stuff from the cleaners on Tuesday and Thursday? Mm -hmm. Can you inform your negotiated agreement? Now, for some women, what you'll hear them say is, I shouldn't have to say that.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: He knows that. I shouldn't have to say that.
1: Mm, And that
2: would be why you are doing it all yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the language that he can understand And be held accountable to in his own schedule and with your expectations, that's not the speak that you're doing. I'm speaking Spanish. I know all he's fluent is in French. And then I'm mad that we're not connecting. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's moving a little bit further out of our feelings, respecting our own feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm a little in my feelings that all the dishes are in the sink from yesterday, the day before and the day before, because we're all looking at them. Mm -hmm. But if what I want is a new negotiated agreement that we both own the dishes, then let's talk about that so that Mm -hmm. we can divvy things up in a way where I've got clear expectations and you know where you fit and we can have a little less drama
3: I just had a very proud moment when as you were speaking that because I am not a doctor nor <laughs> a professional. And you properly, are a professional.
2: You're making it happen. What did you do? I I saw it, I was like, ooh. What did
3: okay. I do? Now wait a minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I came home from a work trip and um, you know, we sat down my my husband had cooked dinner, which he has done once. And in- come on, Tristan. One no one time in like nine years. And so
4: he cooked dinner, which showed me his capabilities. Had Jade cleaned is a chef, the house. Yes. yes, so I could yes. see him being a little nervous about getting in the kitchen. That's but that I'll is stop fair. Caping. I'll stop caping for him right now.
3: Look at you. know, between the both of y'all, I'm feeling a little <laughs> biased. I'm going this to episode. shut up. I'm
4: sorry. Your love. your loves, Jane. <laughs> but
3: I, I can I appreciate that Dr. Nicole and Dr. Kim so <laughs> I came home he'd done all these things cleaned the house in a way that I'd never seen him do before had dinner prepared so forth and so on and I was very grateful for it but when we sat down to eat I said so listen these are my long recording days and I've been holding this dinner down for a long time I was like and I hold this house down fervently so this, what you just did here is glorious and immaculate. If you, you, I need you to do this on these days because this is what's going to help me in my schedule and I think bring a little bit more balance to the household. So you saying that and responding to Rita Louise Watson. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 that actually brought me great comfort. I said, okay, look, Jade I'm doing something affirmed. all right. I, did, yeah. I was, I was affirmed. I'm i proud was proud of affirmed. You. Now, I'm not going to tell her about the time I threw an iron at the wall, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I'm just,
4: just playing. Play. to talk about that right now. It's okay. <laughs> In In detail. Detail. I do have a question though. Because Rita Please. Louise, as I was listening to this, one thing that came to mind is that um, I know for women partners, I don't want to be, spe- uh, you know, I don't want to sp- specify gender because I don't think that this is specific to women. But there can be times when broaching this kind of conversation or, the, the you know, having a very direct conversation and getting clear about where you and your partner are how we're understanding and perceiving a situation broaching that conversation can be a challenge um are there any ways to kind of go about how do you start how do you how do you get that ball rolling and what do you say for someone who might be nervous or fearful to say hey I'm thinking these things
2: yeah couple of things, you know, often we, we collect the things that we want to talk about. And that is not the right way to do it. And, and we don't want to admit that there are some ways that work better than others, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we say, oh, nobody's perfect. Everybody's different. Yeah. Well, there are some things that work a lot more than don't, right? Right. You put a whole lot of things together and you bring it to the person that you're with you have been collecting that stuff for a minute Mm -hmm. and the way you've been collecting it is based on saying, well, they know, but I'm just not going to say anything right now. I'm not going to say anything right now. And you start collecting stuff. When you bring it in the conversation, it's hard sometimes for us to recognize that this is truly the first time this person is getting this information. Mm -hmm. And people will say, no, it's not Dr. Nicole. He knows or she knows what, no, you packaged it. You were the packaging uh, component to decide these seven things went together. And Mm -hmm. when you brought them, you don't realize it often, but sometimes how it feels to the person receiving it is you just opened a hydrant. Mm -hmm. And unless it's 99 degrees in Brooklyn, and I got the Mr. Smoothie, and I got the the shaved ice on the side, and I'm well-dressed for summertime, you know, the hydrant gushing in my face is not a good feeling. It feels like I'm being flooded. And depending on how much tools the person has that's listening, that's often going to determine what you get in that moment. Versus saying, When I receive something that I feel like needs to be talked about, I say it right then and there. Mm -hmm. I don't give an announcement. Mm -hmm. Here's what I need to tell you. I need to talk to you. We need to sit down. I don't do any of that. I'd be like, hey, Thursday nights, dinner, you got me? Can you take care of that? I want to take that off of my brain. It's too much. It's making me crazy. Can you do Thursday nights? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't want it to be out. All the time. Can you cook at least once a month, one Thursday out of the month? Can can wow. we get that going?
1: Wow, Doctor Nicole.
2: Yeah, I think here. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do that. And and and, do you need a reminder? Is that a trick question? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, like, now wait a minute. Now,
3: no. okay, mm-hmm. I guess you're right. To make right? things easy, I guess.
2: Because here's the thing. This is not a win lose mm-hmm. when. When I win and you lose, we lose. Mm-hmm. Fair. I yes. want dinner on Thursday and I don't want it to be pizza because we have a five-year-old every Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, here's what I'd like. Here's why I need it. Do we have agreement? Anything else you need me to do with that? And they may say, well, I don't know what to cook. Oh, you know what? Makes sense to me. You want me to, you, you, would you like for me to share Three things that you can cook for the next hmm. three months, since you're only doing it once a month. How can I help you? How can hmm. I help you help me? Mm-hmm. Right. So Ultimately, that
3: this is
1: yes.
2: Right. <laughs> so that on Thursday night, when I come home, it's something here to eat, and I can. We have a negotiated agreement. Right. Right. But often what we do is we pile everything together, and it's like, well, I'm going to need you to cook. And I'm going to need you to take the car off the gas. And you really don't think about my feelings. And Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a long time. And then if the person shuts down, you're like, did Mm -hmm. you just shut down on me? Mm
1: -hmm. I feel abandoned.
2: Mm -hmm. They're like, Mm -hmm. I am drowning. So now I'm drowning. You feel abandoned. And that was not very successful. So don't flood. Take things one at a time. Empty the slop jar. If there's some funky stuff, When you, you don't need to collect it because mm-hmm. it'll funk up the whole house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Touch before talking is a wonderful thing. Not touching to engage in sexual activity, but just touching so the person, it's not just we're both standing there giving a list of mandates of what needs to take place it just mm-hmm. makes everything so much easier when you're like you know what we still we still got it we're still on the yeah. same team we're still here and timing is important mm-hmm. you know um 70 to 93% of uh, communication is nonverbal so if you see the person they it they're just not right
1: They're not Mm -hmm. right.
2: You can see it. If you're paying attention, you can see it. Mm -hmm. But if you're salty, you don't care what you see. Mm
1: -hmm. Because you're like,
2: yo, I got to get this done right Right. now. Mm -hmm. And I know you're salty. I don't care what you're salty about. (laughs) Chop, chop. I just need this done. And then when it's not received in a way where we're working it on together, it's a little challenging. But if Mm -hmm. you can slow everything down, take a minute, you know, rub up on them and be like, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. rub a little shoulder, rub a little <laughs> head. You know, he's like, yo, put your legs on top of me. Let's talk. What's up? What's going on with you? And you can just have that moment of connection. Then whatever that one thing is, it's a one thing. Mm-hmm. It's not 12 things. It's a
3: one thing. Now, what if in the event you're dealing with a very stubborn person? Because you know, there's somebody listening right now who's like, all that is very nice. And I think it's very, I, I personally find it to be very useful. But what about those people who are dealing with those like stark set in their ways? They've communicated the way that you're saying to communicate. What would you say in an event like that? Dealing with a person like that?
2: You know, everybody's got a language. Mm-hmm. Some people call it love languages. Everybody's got a a, a, a thing. And whoever you're with. Hopefully, that is not something that you thought you were going to change. Hopefully, that is something that you feel you have some skill to be able to maneuver and work with and speak to what matters to them. Mm -hmm. Because they may be stubborn in one lane, but what is it, where is their soft space? What matters to them? What will they listen to and negotiate for because that negotiation is meaningful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody's got stuff. And when you know your partner, you can say, I know you don't want to go to Costco with me,
3: <laughs> but I know
2: Sunday you want them oxtails though. Right.
3: Mm. So we're going to go get this box.
2: <laughs> I, know, I know you want the oxtails on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I know you want those spinners, and I know you want that rice and peas, and I, I know mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to exactly. make it extra good for you, but I'm going to need this. Let's let's negotiate here. And then you negotiate based on the, the station that they listen to, what's in it for them.
1: Mm. And
2: usually they, they can roll with you because at the end of the day, you're still hopefully on the same team.
4: And okay. you can apply
3: this to children as well. You
4: can apply this to like oh. all
3: relationships, which is like okay. so good. Okay. I,
4: wanna, I wanna, before we get to another question from a listener, I wanna talk about... Um, So I think what is, what fascinates me is, uh, even watching the shows, um, so put a ring on it. This season featured three couples, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Darian and Alexia, Mm -hmm. Sean and LaRonda, Eric and Jessica. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't know how involved you are in, are you involved in like selecting the couples? Like, like, at what point do you enter the process of, of the show?
2: So it's a pretty intense process. Let me just say, shout out and and just love to the couples who seek to be on the show. Because first of all, it's a lot of people who seek to be on the show, right. especially after season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all of these people applying, it's a lot. You know, they have to do footage. They have to do interviews. Um, there has to be um, safety checks to make sure everybody is who they say they are and they're moving Mm -hmm. through life the way they say they are. And for me, um, I get to see, you know, who we're really thinking about and why we think they might be a potential good fit. Mm
1: -hmm. And if
2: there are any major red flags or things that I want to say, hey, I don't know about that. That's strange to me. Mm-hmm. Have we checked this out or have we checked that out? Because it's a good collaboration. So the thing that I think is most um, exciting about the show is that the couples that are chosen from where I sit, they speak to the people that we know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the people that we are, or the people that we've been, mm-hmm. Right. And people say, "Well, do you think you'll ever run out of couples?" Mm-hmm. No,
3: absolutely not.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> all of them have something to teach us absolutely. about who we are, where we've been, or where we're going. That that's right. I think that's how the circle works. So oh.
4: I ask that because I'm I'm fascinated by your capacity, and I'm sure that there's a team um, that supports you in this. But the way that you um, sort of know and understand and can really see the people on on the show like you have a way of sort of like looking in in into people beyond the person that they present and I think that that is so it is so I think that's what sort of pulls me in because I I love that because you know we all present this like veneer of who we want to be in relationship and especially on on television you expect Mm -hmm. people to sort of put their best face forward but you got a way of like cutting right down (laughs) to the to the you know okay well let's talk about what this what this really really is and Mm -hmm. I think that that's an awesome skill and I just I mean I think that in terms of thinking about this from the way that we navigate and negotiate our own relationships what are the are there um how do you sort of grow that muscle, build that skill of really sort of uh, picking the right people, <laughs> um, you know, identifying, you know, learning a person in the right way? Getting, How do you really get to know who somebody really is um, when you're sort of building a relationship with them? Is, is there a certain way to do it? Because okay. some of us, self-included, feel like we don't know how. <laughs> Okay. Evidently. So
2: I feel like you asked me about six questions I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out which one you want me to answer first. So, okay. So,
4: so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. I have so many
2: questions. So uh, with the people on the show, mm-hmm. what do you, I, I think one of the things you were asking was about my work with them yes. on the show and how right. that happened. Um, you know, I believe that you love people into wholeness. I didn't always believe that, Mm. but I've learned, um, that's how it's done. And when people say to me, do you have a favorite couple? The answer is no. Mm. Do you want all the couples to get married? I don't care. And they're like, what do you mean you don't care? I want them to make a decision Mm. because if you're not growing, you are dying. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to be stuck. I don't want you to have a false sense of I'm stuck. I can't move. I can't grow. I want you to go and grow. So whether you marry or you move your separate ways, everyone should not be married to each other that thinks they should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Marriage is, is wonderful work, the best kind of work, but it's for people who want to do the work, mm-hmm. right? So for me, my alliance is with the relationship. My alliance is with that thing in the middle called the relationship that these two people said they wanted to build. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that will eat away at that potential for a healthy, meaningful future. And there are some things that will build it. So usually the things that I'm speaking to are the things that the person or persons are doing or saying that don't support that Mm -hmm. wonderful place in the middle. That makes my life easier because Mm -hmm. I'm not fixing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging it. I I don't have skin in the game that you have to do this a certain, you know, way and it has to be this. No, I'm just asking the question so that you can see where you are. Are you are you supporting this thing called a relationship or are you tearing it down and you get to decide mm-hmm. because the relationship will will respond to your actions and behaviors, mm-hmm. right? Um, And the other thing is, you know, I don't know how people do it and don't have a spiritual foundation. Mine is very strong. So I am really good with killing my ego on a regular basis and, and just being like my expertise will fail me. So because I know that and I'm quite skilled in this area, but I know that I have a spiritual connection to say, show me what I need to see. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Point me in the direction because people will say, oh, how did you know to ask that? I didn't. Right. I got it organically in the moment. I don't mm-hmm. go with a, this is what I'm going to ask and this is what I'm going to do. I just take the right source with me and mm-hmm. we just. We work that out.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So that's I love the first
2: that. question. Now, you asked another question about relationships.
4: Well, yeah, I asked about, because um, I mean, I think you kind of answered it as I was thinking about, well, uh, maybe not. Well, I was thinking about just in terms of as we think about our relationships and that capacity to sort of learn who people really are, see who they really are, are there ways, are there things that we should be thinking about to do that
1: work?
2: Sure. I mean, we have something in our tribe called Heart of the Matter Conversations, and we're actually doing one on September the 18th uh, for singles and September the 19th for couples. And we're talking about things that no one really talks to us about.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: is very interesting to me how everybody expects us to do relationship. And most people didn't teach us one thing about how to do
1: it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not by example or otherwise. Say that. Yeah. It,
2: it's like abusive. You know, they're like, when you're going to get married, you're like, I don't see anybody Please. that's married. <laughs> right? I was like, what, what are we talking about here? So mm-hmm. what we are trying to do is really have the conversations for people to understand the pieces that are missing. Because most folks, when they know better, they really will seek to do better, mm-hmm. but they don't know where they are. You know, that you, you know that you know some things if you have a PhD. Like mm-hmm. you know that you know some things because you have evidence that you know some things, right? And you've got textbooks and you've got courses and you've got a litany of evidence that says, I know some things. When it comes to relationships, it's just not that, it's not that cut and dry. So how do you know? Oh, you know, my issue is that I don't do vulnerability.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I get it. So <laughs> I can cook.
2: I, I'm going I'm, to I'm love on you. I'm a, but I don't do vulnerability. Oh, so it's an armor thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my trust metric is off. I'm good mm-hmm. in all these other areas, but I trust people ineffectively. How mm-hmm. would I know that? Mm-hmm. How would I know that? What I know is I'm a good person. I just want to be in a good
0: relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. I want right. to be
2: loved. I want to love them. Right. Your trust metric is off. And what we teach people is what is the trust metric? Because they're like, what? You, okay, what is that? I just trust people until they give me reason not to. We're not like, too. Jesus. Don't do that. Don't. That is disappointment, betrayal central. Don't do that. They're like, but that's what I've always been doing. We're like, we know.
3: No, they're guilty until proven innocent in my eyes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
2: We're like, we're like, we're like, and that's wrong too. we right, like, I'm don't, sure. don't do those. <laughs> right? So so the good thing in this season is we're far enough now where we could be like, you know what? You want to decrease the amount of people that that, that betray your trust. Mm-hmm. We can help you with that. And mm-hmm. folk are like, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are rules of engagement. You've just been playing it wrong. So mm. if, you, if, if you now know, oh, so you talk about these things called micro betrayals, what the heck is a mm. micro betrayal? Mm. Then we can say, yeah, you know, when, when you, the latest thing we've been talking about is, you know, not going to the doctor is a micro betrayal. So mm. I don't get it. If you have health insurance and you don't go to the doctor and you're in a relationship, it is a micro betrayal.
1: Because mm-hmm.
2: in agreement, I'm going to be here for you, you're going to be here for me, we're going to rock this out together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if something is going on in your body, and for four years I am fighting you to go to the doctor, and now our family is significantly affected, mm-hmm. and then I can't have no feelings about the fact that we've been talking about this for four years, that I'm feeling some kind of way because I'm afraid and I miss you and all of that, you're going to feel that decision. Right. Mm -hmm. And it adds with other things. So what we're doing now, Kia, is we're saying you don't have to do it. Like, you don't have to date the way you've been dating. You don't have to hook up with people that most folks, like, I'll look at them and say, Kia, run, no, (laughs) don't him, but you don't know what you're looking for. Right. right? And yeah. I may say, Jay, don't, don't say that. Hold that one. Hold that.
3: Oh, that's what a lot of people say. Right. <laughs> Hold
2: that, move on this one and let that one simmer a little bit longer. You know, you, it's not until you're in master class type situations that you get it. So you know how you use it. Mm
1: hmm. It's about Mm.
4: building a set of skills. And I never, I mean, most of us don't think about relationships in that way, which is like so, it's like a game changer. Mm
2: -hmm. It is. It is Mm -hmm. because everything else is like that. Mm -hmm. Think about all of the other tools that you have, you know, in your toolkit that if somebody comes to you, you'd be like, oh girl, just use some gripe water for that. Right. Or if if you do that,
1: oh, that's that's a thing of the
2: pack. Skills, remedies, Mm -hmm. tools, Mm -hmm. hookups. When it comes to relationships, it's like, I think, I think I'm going crazy.
4: You have a way of giving like people in real time. So, okay. uh, Darian and Alexia had that moment this season, right? Where the betrayal uh, came out right there. And what I loved about it is that in real time, you gave them both the tools to communicate their needs in a way that honored the the truth of their emotion but really called and held both of them accountable to stand up in that and it, it is it is like that's the kind of skill building stuff that we see and I told you like I mean I'll admit when when we first met Dr. Nicole that started this I said that this show triggers me and I think it's because it calls me out and it in, in a way that makes me like, "Mm." (laughs) like, you know, so like, um, so it is, it is, it is so good to see, cause we all watch, you know, reality shows. We see television, we see relationships unfold, um, on the, on the screen, big screen, a little screen all the time, but it's always in this real haphazard kind of way. But what I love about put a ring on it is that you are really giving folks some things that they can use after they get up from in front of the camera to like make their situations better.
2: I appreciate that so much because I don't think we can afford any more disposal action, right? You know, this person's terrible, just dispose of them. I don't think we can afford any more of that behavior. Mm -hmm. We dispose of things and people because we don't know what else to do with it. We don't like how it's making us feel. We don't like what it says about us. We don't like what it means. We don't like what, what, what it portrays and that we don't know what to do with it. So now we're going to dispose of it or we're going to try to diminish it to the point where it cannot hurt me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I I don't think we've got enough in reserve to stay on that page. So that's why for me, a Darian can do what a Darian does, and he does not have to be discarded as a human being. He can still be honored and loved and seen and heard and respected because he didn't get where he was in a day. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot to build momentum in self-sabotage takes a lot. So what I'm hoping the show in some way is doing is saying, listen, I don't have enough tools and I need to get more because I don't want to be disposed of. And I don't want my track record to be that of disposing people because I can't control them or because I don't understand them or because I let them sit in the wrong, in the wrong spot on the bus. They should have never been in this seat. And now, because they're in the wrong seat, I got to eject them through the roof, and they're never to be seen again. So I'm hoping that that's there, and you saying that means
3: a lot. I appreciate the fact that you're professional about it, and you're giving people sound advice. You're not shoving their head in mud, or (laughs) you're not doing
1: anything. (laughs) Don't
4: be messy. (laughs) Don't be messy. (laughs) No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to sort of Okay I have a question here Since we talk, I love what you said About disposal Right Because mm-hmm. we live Very much In a a Ghosting Situationship Non-committal culture And we cancel mm-hmm. po- Folks and people And ideas All the time So You sort of saying You saying That we can't afford To sort of dispose Of people in that way Is very powerful I had a question Someone DM'd me A question um, and we already talked about her pseudonym because <laughs> she asked, she asked for one, we, we're going to call her Thelma Evans. Um,
0: <laughs> I love it. <him.
4: laughs> and, uh, this is her question. Back in 2019, I was ghosted by my boyfriend of a year. One year after that, I found out through a friend that ran up on him that he ghosted me because he knew I wanted a kid and he changed his mind and did not want any more. He already had two children in their relation like prior to their relationship. Being ghosted was the hardest breakup I have ever gone through. I felt so broken and like everything was my fault. I haven't had a boyfriend or even really dated since. Is there a way to allow myself to trust that another man won't just walk away when things get tough. I'm having a hard time moving past the pain out of fear that it will happen again. Oh,
2: honey. <laughs> honey.
4: Thelma.
2: You need to... <laughs> you, need, you need to come to... Please, this, this, this is not even a shameless plug. You need to come to Heart of the Matter conversations on the 18th. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that happen And they really are a gift. They're grace. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we're taught grace, grace shows up in a purple box with a yellow ribbon. When it shows up in a fuchsia box with a gold ribbon, we don't know that that's what it is. But it's still grace. Hard when somebody just, poof, they just disappear. But if you walk through time long enough and you're willing to not be rigid on the explanation of why they did what they did, you then start to recognize it was grace. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You then start to recognize it was grace. That young man did not want to have any more children. And what she was needing and requiring for her life was too much for what he wanted to show up for. How he did it was wrong, mm-hmm. but that he did it was a gift. That mm-hmm. he said, I cannot
3: do what you want me to do. Oh, hell yeah. Cause she didn't waste no more time. Right? Was mm-hmm. a gift, mm-hmm. right? So so a
2: lot of it is recognizing we are worthy as an individual unto ourselves. Children are fantastic. They don't make you any more worthy. Mm-mm. Husbands and wives are amazing. They don't make you any more worthy. Worthy, right? worthy by yourself. Worthy and by when yourself. you're worthy by yourself, anything else that comes into your space gets illuminated because you came as that source. So if she is able to say, oh, the explanation does not have to be, I was not worthy. The explanation can be, I was not supposed to in my purpose have children with this man. Mm -hmm. And he was tuned in enough to at least not just press override and say, okay, and then not show up for the 20-something, 30-something years of making an amazing human being. Mm. But what he won't show up for, somebody else will gladly show up for <laughs> if I am whole. If I'm mm. whole. So, so here's the thing. Thelma, honey, he showed you who he was he didn't break you. He pushed you to believe him. Mm. And sometimes that's hard. Yeah. Ooh. He pushed you to believe what he was showing you. And sometimes that's hard, but that doesn't mean that you're not good, but he may have pushed you to look at some things in yourself to say, now, why is that the only explanation of why he ghosted you? The only explanation of why he ghosted you was because of something that had to do with something that was wrong with you? I don't Mm. buy that. I, I think your understanding of who you are, how wonderfully made you are, and what is still available for you is off. And people like me and my tribe will help you not be off so that You can bring the love that you deserve. And if babies is what you want, you can get you some of them.
1: I say, I say. Worthy by yourself. Okay.
2: You've got to be, you have to be, you have to be. And you need to be in companionship, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. tribes make wonderful, wonderful gardens. They really do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It'll help you grow up like no other. So I'm sure there are a lot of women that listen to your podcast and they ain't been dating in eight, 10 years. Honey, it's time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she said, dust, knock that dust off of that get and off get off out there. You okay?
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, because I almost... I, okay, here's... Okay, can I be honest?
3: We want you to be real. I
2: I almost sometimes just I want to give them a fine and make them cash at me and my partner for that. Mm
1: -hmm. As
2: amazing as you are, you really are holding yourself from the whole world getting to know you. Are you kidding me right now? Why do you you put yourself out there? Oh my god. Grocery store. Smile. You <laughs> see that smile, Kia? That smile that's on your face? Yeah. You'll be surprised how many women have a million-dollar smile like that, and they in the grocery store mean mugging. Me. What do you mean mugging for? <laughs> I
3: know, it like it's me. not on Damn purpose. Me. This is how my face is built, Dr. It, Nicole. And because I'm in the grocery store thinking like, I got
2: to
0: hurry up and get home.
3: No, you to need to, to slow down.
2: Because <laughs> he, he's over by the lettuce. <laughs> and, if you, and if you just smile at him, if you in the name of Jesus, in the name, just look at him and just... he will be like, is she smiling at me? Yeah, it's true. Hold up, hold up, dog, hold up. I think she just smiled at you, yo, for real. And then you walk by with your cute self and he happens to be in another aisle. Now, don't go aisle stalking, but when you see him, you (laughs) smile again. So he knows, oh, hold up. No, she really wasn't smiling at the tomatoes. She really was smiling at me. Yo, that's what's up. Then he comes and he says, hello. Not for marriage, but energy brings energy. It always has and always will. Mm-hmm. And it could just be that conversation. You didn't even exchange numbers. It's, it's moving energy into your life that says, I am ready for some yummy goodness in a different conversation to enter into my space. So if I see you in the grocery store, I think you look cute. I'm gonna just smile at you. If I see you in the airport and I think you look cute, I'm gonna just smile. And folks are like, Dr. Nicole, why are you trying to make it just seem like a smile?
3: Is, is I'm that over big?
4: here? Like the girls is reading
3: books. And also, Dr. Nicole, what the hell are you supposed to do with masks
2: on? It can't be that easy. Dr. I, Nicole. Would, I would be good with people using the mask as the excuse <laughs> okay. if before the mask,
0: that's interest.
3: what they were okay, doing Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, You're right.
0: I'm
2: like, get you a clear it. mask and smile and people. <laughs> like, but go, go ahead. I will
3: say, I'll add a little to it because, but I was not smiling at my husband because I wanted him in that moment. He was smiling at me for that reason. But yes. I did, I did, I did give him a hello. How you doing? Yes. Which opened up a just opened a little space. For him yes. to be like, oh, okay, well, since you asked.
4: Well, they're saying, <laughs> this is fascinating because the the girls is really racking their brains about how to, to find the, the person. And y'all are saying it's just a smile. Go down to the
3: legmans.
2: And, and here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's just a smile. I'm not ever going to trivialize how serious this relationship conversation is. It's mm-hmm. a serious matter going on Interior. out here, Right. Um, there are a lot of systems that are created for us to be a part. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so, what it is, mm-hmm. right? So we have to start with what we can control. What I can control is having a smile in my heart that I let come through my face mm-hmm. when I see you by the lettuce. That I can control. What you do for a living, who your mama is, where you went to undergrad? I, I I don't know any of that. That's not important right now. What's important is a smile that you can connect to that says, "Oh, I have a smile in my heart." If you just saw it and you want to speak to it, then speak to it. If you mm. don't, you just got a smile from an amazing woman.
4: Mm. You're Bless- welcome. Bless
3: <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> Blessings I enhanced show to life today, nigga.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You're you welcome. You're welcome.
3: I have one more question from a listener, um who is a actually it's a it's a male, uh oh, I, right? I was like, so let's you know, well, let's be inclusive and in all of that, and it's a married <laughs> man. So we have a bit of information here for you. So I just you just tap in for me, Doctor Nicole. We're going to call him, I'm not even going to make you make up a name. We're going to call him Brother to the Night. Brother to the Night. (laughs) That's what we're going to call him. Brother to the Night, I'll skip the pleasantries, says, for the sake of context, I'm currently in my mid-40s. My wife and I have been married for 16 years, and I've been together since we were 19. What I'm realizing every day on this journey is something I think most people don't fully understand, and is missed in premarital counseling. That is the fact that people change. One of the biggest struggles in my marriage is hearing from my wife how different I am now in comparison to when we were dating. I think the disconnect for me lies in the belief that it would be more of a problem if I actually was the same person at this point in my life as I was in my late teens or 20s because truthfully, I shouldn't be. I think people change and we can only hope it's for the better. Ideally, I believe we should all be growing and in the context of marriage and relationships, the hope is we will all grow together. The hard truth is it's not always the case. Growing apart is a real thing. I won't dive too deeply here, but I will say it's important for us to understand our worth as individuals and the real reasons we're choosing to tie ourselves, our lives, and our futures with the other person and what we can hope will look like in ourselves, our lives, and our futures with the other person. What we hope, excuse me, and what we hope that will look like. What we should consider, what happens if it looks differently. What can we live with? What are the deal breakers? I think before folk jumping headfirst into this thing, they need to have real and honest conversations about how to deal with a partner. You may no longer recognize as time goes on. How will you cope when the fairy tale ends? So I wanted to pose that question to you and give you a little context. What do you think about that? What are your responses to that?
2: Nineteen. Um. He said they got together at nineteen.
3: Nineteen. Sixteen years together.
2: Yeah, who you are at 19 and 36 are very different people. The Mm -hmm. question that I would ask is, I can almost bet if you say, what are the things that you've done to grow and what are the things that you think grew you? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Over time, the person can give a list,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: right? Because we are very intentional often about our points of growth right i i, I want to grow my hair out i want to get a degree i want to yeah, we got the list mm-hmm. then you ask the question what are the things that you've done to ensure that you grow together and that you stay connected while you're growing these other things And often people are like deers in the headlights because what they recognize is no one really told them that they had to do both. Right. Mm -hmm. So, an example you've been in a PhD program for eight years, trying to get this degree takes a Mm -hmm. great deal of discipline, et cetera. Your partner has not been a part of that journey Mm -hmm. except to be supportive and to say, go get them, Mm -hmm. they know nothing about it. You create a whole different universe that they are not connected to. Probably not the best idea. And if you're like, well, how? How do we stay connected? That has to be on your list. Mm -hmm. That's for you to figure out, but it has to be on the list with the other things that are on the list. The relationship can't be the kickstand and everything else is getting good nurturing, good time, good love, good intentions, mm-hmm. excitement, and joy. And the relationship is the kickstand. But mm-hmm. so what I say is this: What if what you had is no longer? You're not divorced,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but what if you had is go- what you had is gone? And maybe we look at it as you know what. We've done some cheating on each other here. Maybe it wasn't other people, but it was Mm -hmm. other stuff. Mm -hmm. And what we had is gone. Do we want to build something new? And if we want to build something new, are we committed to building something new? And who can help us build something new? Get into therapy, get into coaching, and be like, yo, the time we took doing all that other stuff we're not going to take the time to reconnect. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. I still have a place for you in my heart. I want you to have a place for me in your heart that only you and I can, can dance and mm-hmm. connect. And we're going to figure that out. But we don't know how to do it anymore. Just us. So why don't we get some some help? Accountability mm-hmm. partner, coach, therapist, some other folks that are happy, that are trying to do it, that are trying to build, that we trust. And let's try to figure out how to make this work. Cause I still like you mm-hmm. and I still love you. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do the yummy love. But I, what if you don't
3: that. like a nigga though? What <laughs> he asked that too. What if you don't yeah. like him no more like that?
2: Well, you gotta, you gotta assess that because mm-hmm. sometimes we are resentful and we don't like certain things because again, we don't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. I don't like you because you keep reminding me that truly all jokes aside, dog, I left you behind. Mm. I left you and I know I left you. I just don't know what to do now. And I don't like that you remind me and that I don't have any tools to fix it. So Mm -hmm. therefore I don't like you anymore. Cause you don't make me feel happy, happy about the decisions that I made that were hurtful to you. Cause I don't know how to be accountable to fixing them. I don't know how to be accountable to moving on. So mm.
1: therefore
2: my safest place is to not like you. Mm. Because I feel like you don't like me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just like we used to do at the playground.
3: Mm-hmm. Not that mm. different. You feed off the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Brother to the night, did you hear that? Did you take it notes?
2: Because <laughs> it's funny, Jade. Um, you could be, you make me so sick, like for real. I'm cool on you. You like oh. never, like never need to do nothing ever, 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 ever again. And I was you're like, my we just husband. met an hour ago. Like, what the hell did I do to yeah, you? you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you're my husband or you're my wife. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you, Bill. Mm hmm. Get some new tools and stop being defensive. But now owning things in simple conversation. Mm. And it's very interesting. You People can get back to love. They mm-hmm. don't know how to. Mm-hmm. So now when it's like, you know what? You weren't even coming for me. You spoke the truth. I said I was going to have the dishes done on Thursday. I didn't. And I tried to play the okie doke. That's not cool. It's not very loving either. So I apologize. I got it. I got it. I apologize. Now you're like, I don't really hate you. I just I just don't
3: like that you don't do what you say you're going to do. And now you're making me sick because you're trying to take accountability. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> But that's what I want also.
2: Yeah. So all of that stuff shows, you know what? I still care. I'm trying to get it right. And when people have the tools and they can do things a little differently, it just makes the possibilities different.
4: Oh, I like that. Get new tools. I like that. I love it. That's what it's all about, right? The tools. I think that that, like you know, we talked about before, put a ring on it really is is giving tools in real time. And it's not just like a list of tools that you could read in a book, but it's actually watching the tools in action. And um it will push you, um, it will make you laugh. Uh, you will have all of the emotions that come with reality TV, but you know. It's just, I think it's, I think you, you guys are really on to something with, with Mm -hmm. put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I want to honor you and your work. I love that, that, um, you are led, um, like you talked about, you, you are led in this work, which really, really makes it, you know, purpose driven. And it's, you're not out here just, you know, exploiting people for emo for their raw emotions on television. And we love to see that, um, so absolutely, everyone, please, 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 if you are um, not doing anything um, this weekend, the reunion, we're going to get caught up with the couples. We're excited yes. about that. Um, the reunion is going to air Friday, September 3rd at 10 Eastern, 9 Central on the OWN Network. Um, for more information, you can follow Will Packer Productions on Instagram at Will Packer Productions and you can post along on the reunion. I'll probably be on there using the hashtag. Hashtag put a ring on it. Yes. Um, Dr. Nicole, you have been such a gift and a treat and a joy to have at the kitchen table. Do
2: you have any spoilers
4: or anything? You got anything you want to (laughs) like? I mean,
1: you know,
2: listen, for some good roti and some good curry chicken, I can be bought.
1: Listen,
3: uh, don't you I ain't said didn't. nothing but a <laughs> word. You ain't said <laughs> don't pray me with a good time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll make you a curry out of this world, very <laughs> green sauce, and everything. Listen, I'm ready for it.
2: I'm ready for it. I think you
3: guys are gonna enjoy the reunion. I really do. Gee, um, that was basically her very polite way of saying, you niggas go watch, watch it because <laughs> I'm not telling you shit. <laughs> I'm about to get in
1: trouble. <laughs> I am
2: not about to be thrown no, no, in the no. trunk. I know that's right. We trouble. don't want that. We don't. I don't, don't want to be that. thrown in the trunk. I want to. I want to <laughs> be good. So you'll have to watch it. And it, it was a joy hanging out with you all. Um, I love what you're doing. I celebrate what you're doing and how you're doing it, and the excellence with which you're doing it. And now I know Jade is gonna be like, "Here, were you smiling?"
1: All <laughs> the did you smile oh, with girl. your eyes? You All right, did you smile? <laughs> that that
2: print, those pretty eyes. Did
0: you <laughs> Just
3: on you see smile. her with these cheekbones personally formed by Jesus? <gasps> yeah, yes. You see her? She's like what? five twelve. Everybody's got up. body, she got
2: Doctor okay. Nicole, let's wrap like. this up. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We got you. So you gonna you you come to heart of the matter conversations. We are gonna hook you up with some things so that you you. you
4: know, On September eighteenth for the singles, yes. when
2: yes. is the yes. couple edition? The nineteenth. Okay. The
3: information will be in the description box for all those listening. So if you are curious and interested, as I am, because Doctor Nicole came well. up here and just blew the whole spot up, mm-hmm. we're gonna have all of the links in the description box for you to be able to find. Find the events, Doctor Nicole. Thank you so so much for for your time and your energy. You're such a joy. Yes. I
4: appreciate you all. And well, you're welcome. We'll have to have you back. Hopefully, Please. you can come back. You're always welcome at the kitchen table. Thank.
3: You. And as y'all ease into like mad seasons, don't act like you don't know us. If you see us, I know, in
4: the street. right? <laughs> we gonna be like.
3: <laughs> i I'm
2: going to call two. you out. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Don't act, do
0: get beat up. Like, Dr. Right. Nicole, you being brand new right now. <laughs> thank you
4: thank, you, thank you, thank you. I not do that. <laughs> I will not do you
2: like
0: that. I promise. I
3: promise. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for your time.
4: If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make the final payment So that you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com grown. That's upstart.com grown. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart dot com slash
0: grown.
3: So in case you didn't figure it out, we're not doing uh, an honesty box this week as we were able to get to a few listener questions for Dr. Nicole. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, Make sure you tune in for the conference, for the singles, for the couples, um tune into the finale all that good stuff but key and i will both have that in the description box wherever you are listening uh but we do have some self-cares to get to since we're skipping out on the honesty box and Mm -hmm. i think i may have done this before but um it, it just i just feel like it's important every time um actually no i didn't do this before i bought myself new pillows
4: yeah. You know,
3: you should change your pillowcase your not your pillowcase. You change your pillowcase. Don't be filthy. Mm-hmm. But you should change out your pillows. You get you got to or at least and I, what I did was so what I'd like to share, um, instead of throwing them out because you can't recycle pillows and filling up another landmine, uh, I mm-hmm. looked up some shelters. Um and I am taking the pillows to the laundromat, uh having them you know, bleached down, washed, and sanitized, and then mm-hmm. dropping off to a shelter. Um, some shelters will not accept pillows and mattresses and things like that, which is fully understandable. If you are not able to find a shelter uh, for human beings to donate your pillows, you can bring them to an animal shelter. Um, and donate them for the animals to sleep on for animal beds and so if they're not if they're not synthetic you can also uh, compost and recycle like down and things like that but um, you can donate them to shelters just make sure please to sanitize the damn pillows before you take them and that don't mean spraying them with Lysol wash them motherfuckers because you don't want to sleep on no filthy ass pillow so that's my black woman self care this week
4: awesome that is amazing and it's also like really wonderful advice. Um thank you. Pillows is something that we need to switch out at least once a year. I I, I yes, I so um, I try to swap mine about once every 6 months. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, at minimum, at yeah. least I say at least once a year. And um, sanitize them before you change the pillowcases. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. All of these things are very important. Um so um, My Black Woman Self-Care, uh, last week, thank you all for your patience and for your understanding. Um, as far as our reprise episode, mm-hmm. uh, we had to do that. I told you guys the week before that I needed to go to Nashville and attend to some family matters. So last week I spent um, with my family just outside of Nashville um, as we were navigating some some challenges and Tr- times of transition as a family and something inside of me just said that I needed to be there physically and so I drove down um to Tennessee and spent about 6 or 7 days there which was really nice always good to reconnect with my family um and to just spend quality time uh while we were down there uh my aunt you know brought out some old pictures and we watched some old videos and that was really Really, you know, a lift to my spirit. Um, you know, one of the things about getting older is, you know, sometimes it's really uh I don't know what word to use, but like sometimes it's shocking to look around. Yeah. And see, it's jarring. You know, it's it's very jarring mm-hmm. to see how things have changed, mm-hmm. you know, you move into a different phase of your life and you hold a different position in your family structure. Yes. And that can really, really uh, sort of catch you off off guard. Um, but you know in those times, and as family dynamics evolve, mm-hmm. it's really good to just kind of touch points and, and get back to the old times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the times that feel really, really familiar. Um, I remember uh, I, I I um took some time and went up. So my mom, you know, even though my brother and I never lived in that house, mm-hmm. my mom set it up as, and she still refers to the guest room as Kia's room and the loft upstairs as Brian's room. And so, while uh, I was there, I took some time to and, and literally just went up and sat in Brian's room mm-hmm. and um, you know, looked at you know my mom has. It's, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be this kind of mom. I don't know whatever, Let's but see, my cuz like, I'm starting to get rooms, inklings. <laughs> the rooms, like the rooms are almost like shrines to to oh. to, to your kids. Yeah, absolutely like not. my like my mom like my mom has my degrees and like plaques and awards that I got in like middle school and high school, like still on display. And I'm just like, lady, let it go. But uh, those, those <laughs> she has, she has all of Brian's trophies and awards oh. and things upstairs. And so, you know, I just spent some time up there and, um, you know, thought and reflected and, and cried and had my feelings. Um, and, you know, it was hard and challenging, but it really did sort of like it. It, it was it was some work that I needed, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the things that you know your grief becomes a part of who you are, yeah. and if you you have to honor it, yeah. and you know you you don't outgrow your grief, you kind of grow around it, mm-hmm. and so you know it was just some healthy time for me to sort of spend in my family space, and that was the way that I. I felt like it was nurturing to my to my spirit, um, and so I'm grateful for that. You got me thinking
3: now. Like, am I going to do that? Probably not. I, I mean, I know
4: you don't. Probably not. But there, you might not. I have might like have a, a room. visible display. No, I think I'll have like, a
3: room. Like it will be right. a room, which will be like my reflection room. It has my loved mm-hmm. ones, and and you know, I might set an altar in there and have. Just all of my child you know, might have a child's wall for my or my children's wall, or whatever however mm-hmm. that, that turns out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I'm sure I would have a room. I think I would. And it wouldn't be a guest room or anything like that. It would be a room solely solely right. for that. Um but my parents are raggedy. I told you my mother's <laughs> comment when I asked her for a copy of my GED, and she was like, Well girl, how was oh, I Jesus. supposed to know you was gonna need that? Like and then she put it on the wall. She tried to mess around and put it in a frame and put it on the wall. And I remember going over the house and my father was like, take that thing down. <laughs> don't, don't do Which don't do. I know it today, people are like, that is unhealthy and blah, blah. <laughs> that shit was funny to your girl. <laughs> he was like, take that thing down and replace it with something that counts. <laughs> don't do that a mess <laughs> he thinks that if it's happened to him he can make fun of it he's fat mm. so he makes fun of fat people and don't tell me i'm fat shaming i'm telling you what my father does uh, <laughs> uh he be like i didn't graduate so he make fun of niggas who didn't either <laughs> like... a
4: mess a so mess that's what i was raised by <laughs> but i think we were all sort of you know in our own ways mm-hmm. we've all been steeped in some you know. Yes. The P word. Trauma. But you know it's <laughs> or the problematic practices and things. <laughs> you know, that's why we are all aspiring to be, you know, our parents 2.0. Yeah. We're the software updates. And sometimes the um, shit just be funny, nigga. Like, sometimes, sometimes I just laugh just got at the to trauma, laugh. nigga. Like, it's funny. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to laugh. You do. That's like, what, you what we know? do
3: as a black people is what we've been doing it's for years do. and years and generations and centuries and Nigga, we laugh, nigga, and we laugh
4: at things that are not always appropriate. <laughs> you know, the older generations. I had some people in my family who, are, who, uh, you know, you know, the terms, of, the terms of the times change, right? And what is and is not politically correct evolves over time. Yes. So I remember having a very pointed conversation with some older members of my family. I won't disclose who they are, but yeah. older generations yeah. about ways that we must appropriately and correctly refer to our Asian brothers and sisters. And, you know, the things that they were saying and I had to, you know, oriental, excuse me. That's a rug. You cannot. That's a rug. You know, you cannot say that. Mm-mm. You cannot, Mm-mm. you know?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
4: You have to educate. These are the moments where we have to educate. We you do. must not say that. That is wrong. It is incorrect. It is pejorative. It is hurtful. You must not say that. <laughs> so, and a so, lot of it is from yeah. their
3: own experience, not the pejorative things. I you know. Right. But, like, sometimes they're m- misinformed about things. I've had to... Clarify for some family members. Have to too. bring people along. Yeah, us, man, you, you know? got to meet people where they at, and like you said, like Absolutely. like like Doctor Nicole said, you gotta you gotta see, you gotta bring them along. You gotta reevaluate some, get some, yes. get some new tools, get some new, get some new tools,
4: tools. and not dispose of people. Yeah, when they when they you know for their ignorance or the, or their inexperience, unless it's but, the yes. baby,
3: you can throw that nigga away. Uh, oh well, yeah.
4: We've tried. A couple niggas we can
3: um, throw away. We can put them right on the dumpster.
4: But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh... Okay, so yeah, that's our black woman self-care. Shall we head on into the peeves of petty? I think we shall. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my
3: sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. You know, I think I have a laundry list of petty peeves this week. <laughs> One of them being uh, the aches and things that you were not prepared for uh, as an adult. But we're not going to talk about that today. Today we're going to talk about a few of the things that we have not been properly prepared for as it is very appropriate for this show. Mm -hmm. Um, And these have been some of my petty peeves this week. We were not prepared for... Um, the personal hell that mattress buying is
1: Mm. uh,
3: because it is not one size fits all And nigga. Mm -mm. When you realize your mattress isn't working for you and then you have to then go do research to find the mattress that works for you on top of adding the element that we are living in a pandemic. um, And before we lived in the pandemic, It was nasty as hell for y'all to be laying your whole bodies on these mattresses. But I digress. (laughs) Uh, We can't lay on the mattresses and test them out, you know. And then they keep giving these 100-day, like, return shits and things like that. But who the fuck wants to return a mattress, nigga? Who wants to research a mattress? You know, so as I've been in extreme pain, I've been dealing with that. Um, I have... Also had to purchase a God awful amount of new school clothes um, Mm. and two new rugs. Okay. Nine footers. Okay. Wow. And um, (laughs) nine footers, nigga. Uh, That's not cheap. And so what they don't tell you when you are becoming an adult, what they don't tell you when your lease tells you that you got to cover 40% of the floors with rugs is that these niggas are expensive
4: and we should have a like what they don't tell you about like moving because I too am I'm calling the episode what part of the game is this? Home buying (laughs) furnishing your home I too am learning major lessons as we are navigating this process so I feel like we should lean into this Mm -hmm. Yeah. This place of this area of growth that we are that we are navigating and really mm-hmm. do some like what they don't tell you about about uh, dec- furnishing, decorating, all things uh, adulting that, that yeah. relates to like household, housekeeping, yeah. housewares. Yeah, these are the things that yeah. I think we need to really just dig down, dig down into. And I don't know. Yeah. We need to we need to get us a good guest. Maybe someone who is, who has lived you know, proficient. Long time. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who is proficient in these, in these sort of, sort of matters mm-hmm. and make you want to call your mama and be like, okay, so at what point were you going to instruct uh, me? What part of the game me? was this lady? At what point were you going to instruct me on, you know, purchasing the mattress, measuring, um, for, for these kinds of things. How do I know if I have enough space for this? How do I buy my furniture to scale? Who the fuck hung okay. all your picture frames? You know and well, what? What that? What, how do you? How do you go about buying identifying contractors, whether that be painters, folks to do your backsplash? Mm-hmm. Where do you start yeah. when it comes to this kind of thing, and yeah. you don't really know which way is up? Yeah, that's something we should definitely. Yeah, do. before you get stuck, I. Um, before you get stuck and mess up your house. Yeah,
3: we'll call the episode. Jade and Kia went through that, and you will have to go through that too. <laughs> because nigga you can't escape any of this shit let's just be very clear here this is not uh we did this so we're gonna tell you how you don't have no nigga you're gonna have to do these god awful things um and what we don't want to happen is for it to come and punch you in 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 the face the way that it did us um Mm. so i do think i am all the way down for this episode let's do it that's my pet peeve though. put it on the <sighs> calendar bitch i had to buy a new backpack for this nigga i had to buy sneakers and and bottoms and then you got a new dance clothes and you got to figure out oh nigga needs shorts for up you under her skirt see, like
4: the parents and like you got to do like you gotta you need to have like a back to school like come to jesus with yeah. all of the parents who have just because you all have been through so much these last we have weeks as you prepare my tribe um, so we should also build some community because you know, I know it's I recognize that it's very challenging for you all. Yeah, man.
3: I really wish oh, I was I one of those parents that could like homeschool my kid and create my own curriculum and shit, not based off of the lies of this world. But I just nice. am
4: not built like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. I thought I was. I thought I was gonna be making all my baby food and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did bless your heart I know nigga I just gave in crumbled right on in with the system
4: what's your petty thief this week sometimes you know we just have to make we have to make allowances I know give yourself some grace around certain things it's just fine sometimes you got to plant rose seeds in
3: the shit and you got to watch (laughs) the roses grow out of the shit nigga like that's just what it be until it becomes fertilizer nigga that's 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 a
4: mantra for me Absolutely. Okay. Um, my petty peeve is, uh, very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, I, okay. So, um, I understand that, uh, you know, everyone, I'm grateful for everyone being booked and busy and, um, you know, I love that that there's so much growth and yeah. forward movement yeah. when it comes to certain industries. Oh Yes. Um, but I, I want to say something and I want y'all to hear my heart, right? Cause this is not me attacking anyone coming for anyone specifically. Cause I love everybody on my team, but I've just noticed, you know, that when certain things happen, um, you know, times have changed. Used to be, Uh, when you had an emergency, you broke a nail or, Mm -hmm. you know, something happened with your hair, you know, you could sort of like, you know, pop in, Mm -hmm. drop in, walk in. Now we've gotten to a place where like, like a nail appointment is like the Hunger Games. Like it's, you know, it's Everything is Bro. like, you know, the the drops, you know, it's like it's like the the sneakers app. Like you waiting on your phone for when your your person like opens up their calendar. Yeah. And you can book. You got to book. You got to book weeks in it, weeks in advance. And you can't book that um, many weeks because the niggas calendars ain't open. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, I love the progression. I love <laughs> the growth. I love to see you know, everyone expanding and enlarging their territory. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to get your nail fixed. Real quick, um, real quick. You just really need sometimes, you know, you something came up mm-hmm. and you just need to sort of, you know, get something done really quickly and yeah. you don't really have, like, what do you do? Like, what? What I got to shout! Do? I, I th- got
1: to
3: shout out Blizzy from Two A Bomb. Like I have to tell you, if, if I've had any nail snafus in my new journey, uh, <laughs> she, my girl, fixes it. But Kia is absolutely right, and I'm about sick of you hoes with your no new clients uh, uh, profile this is the thing, pictures, right? And I. <laughs>
4: It's hard. It's hard because you, you. I love that folks are booked and busy. Yeah. Everyone's businesses are growing. I think that's great. And this is no slight. Like I said, everybody on my team, yes. you know, looks out for me, yeah. and I couldn't be more grateful. Absolutely. Okay? So when something, I was at Felicia's on Saturday because my nail broke. But the, I'm just saying, like, you know, um, it it is just, I, it's just crazy to see how the times have changed. I know. And Even um, with the, um, and I,
3: you know who I really blame? I'm so sorry. I cut you off.
4: No, no, um, you're
3: fine. I blame the bitches who have ruined this for all of us who are actually good clientele.
4: Like mm-hmm. Blizzy's dope. With the no-shows. Yeah, with the, the no-shows or like with the and, with the ridiculous yeah.
3: requests or they came in and, and the, ch- the child's hair ain't been combed like the baby on Color Purple mm-hmm. for like four years I I blame those who have gone, who have done such extreme things that you've ruined it for us who actually tip and like show up in good spirits and, you know, just want to get our shit done. I blame y'all hoes. It's your fault that they are now requesting, requiring
4: you to deep condition and straighten your hair before you come get it done. (laughs) Used to be a time where you cultivate a relationship with your person. Like I'm the kind of person who has a team. Like, the, person, the people who've Facts. been doing my hair and nails have been doing my hair and nails for years. And so there's rapport there, mm-hmm. right? And I'm loyal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, loyal clients are, you know, second to none. Yes. I think we've come up in this time where this is like pop around culture, right? And the girls kind of go to whoever's available, which I get, but at the same time, you know, there is, you know, it's, it's changing the culture. Like it mm-hmm. used to be like the beauty shop and the nail place and the barber shop. These were like cultural, uh, staples, yes. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they, they were, they were more than just services, but it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if those times, you know, I mean, it's just crazy to see how those things have changed as things have evolved and we've moved into this different sort of, digital culture Yeah of um, of of services which which has its which has its benefits but it also has its costs and you know I had to walk around for a week (laughs) with a broken nail and it's no slight to Felisa it was like it was my fault I broke my nail the day after I got my nails done in the gym Damn and I went out of town. Aww. And so, you know, I couldn't, you know, it was just the timing. And it was not her fault. So you didn't was find nobody nobody's fault. to do that now? But I just, so, and the thing about that is, right, so when I started to look in Tennessee, it was a whole lot of no new clients. The girls, yeah. the girls be like, you know, I don't do fixes. You got to come and get a full set from me. And I'm like, okay. 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 I mean, hey. I hope your, nail I literally your rules
3: literally never on, on When I <laughs> you have to travel, I mean, I, hope you I, mean, have if I the, understand
4: your rules, but you're you know the Dalai thing Lama thing. of fucking
3: nails, bitch. Where you literally just everything stays intact for the rest of your days.
4: Yeah, like <laughs> you know, it's okay. But yeah, that's my petty peeve. Not really a petty, not really a peeve against any person, but just sort of saying the the The, the times have changed. The culture different. Used to be, you could run past the nail place. And just scoot in there and get your nail fixed and go on about your business. But yeah. now you got to literally book and book and book and book. Stop giving
3: y'all their phone numbers because you were harassing them to yeah. death, texting them,
4: calling them we, down. And we respect it. We respect that the boundaries that the people have around their stuff. And it's all to the good, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's mad. Just saying that we've noticed the change. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. So, you know, again, please, those in the service industry, the beauty service industry, we're not talking shit about y'all. We speak your name. We do, actually. It's actually more so uh just um a frustration on our parts mm-hmm. who come who mm-hmm. have lived in a different uh time era, an in era the where the be- where it was different, you know, where there was a little bit more loyalty. And I have to say, like you said, same with with anybody who does my whole my whole squad, gang, gang. Um, mm-hmm. Amina, shout out to her. she be on the braids. Also, you all can check. She's a comedian and funny as fuck. <laughs> um, Amina, Blizzy, like all the ladies will, if they know that I got some last minute shit, they try to fit me in. They hook and me And look up. out.
4: They look my out Barbara, for me. Dara, yes. Tania, the girls accept my phone calls Facts. and my DMs. They look out. I I love to uh, see you. Uh, uh Angie from
3: Ariants if I need some if I need her to throw together a gold necklace for me with a pendant or a crystal she will mm-hmm. do it in 2 seconds if I need her to do it for somebody like the people around me are good um and I think a lot of the young girls are coming up in this new culture of the standard in the beauty industry where they don't realize that sometimes cultivating those relationships that is what's really going to create um really create that that whole era of and also I also get vetting I get the deposits I get Mm -hmm. all I get all of that good stuff I really really do it's just frustrating
4: (laughs) it makes it it does add a layer of complexity to what used Uh, to be so simple I don't want to wash my hair (laughs) before I go to the beauty shop nigga (laughs) that I don't subscribe to I I don't I don't get but like, like before braids yes before
3: you go get your hair done though like what what then what is the feeling that we all grew up with where you Damn. would have some black lady with her rough fingers in your scalp, but <laughs> it still managed to feel so good? Like, what is that? What so all these bowls, hair dryer cultures dying to go like
4: It's done. It's
3: just not the same. Anyway, that's another episode of Getting Grown. Thank for you gel. for joining Kia and I at the kitchen table. Um, thank you to Dr. Nicole. For coming yeah, through go. with her a beautiful energy. Make sure you all tune in to put a ring on it. Um, and once again, we just appreciate you all so, so much for rocking with us for the past four years and some change. We have some Shut. beautiful things coming up for you all. I know we keep saying that we that's because we're working on them. We, so um, we have some beautiful things coming up for you all. And we're really excited to bring that forward. But in the meantime, sis, tell them what to do.
4: In the meantime, uh, we are praying that you are always moisturizing your mind by minding your business. We are also praying and encouraging all to moisturize your skin mm-hmm. okay and i I'm, I'm sorry moisturize your insides with water mm-hmm. drinking your water mm-hmm. hydration mm-hmm. is extremely important you never want to not do that and you always want to moisturize your outside yeah. moisturize your skin yeah because your black will in fact crack if it is dry that's not we a love lie. y'all bye bye <laughs> <laughs>
3: bars
0: <laughs>
3: oh we're done